Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is episode 64 on the Mary Biz podcast with Kirsten Ross. Welcome to Mary Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. Today's guest is an online digital advisor that specializes in online product launches through crowdfunding. In fact, she's helped drive over seven figures online through crowdfunding and she's super passionate about sharing exactly how she does it. We had the pleasure of hanging out earlier this year on a tropical island, having fun, drinking cocktails, and we are so super excited to welcome our good friend, Kirsten Ross to Hashtag Mobis. Yay! Hello! <laughs> Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we are so super excited to have you on the show, Kirsten. And the very first question is, what have you been up to today? What's been on your agenda? Oh, for today, I am in the middle of a couple of product launches right now. Um, so we're like, yeah, we are um, launching two crowdfunding campaigns next month with uh, my clients. Mm-hmm. So we're like building up audience for that right now. Um just like teasing a little bit and building a mailing list so that we have people to launch to. Uh, so I'm really stoked about a couple of those projects. And just before this, I had a strategy call with a company out of California for um, some pretty cool underwear. So, Ooh, yeah. Fun. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. So, Kirsten, how did you get into like crowdfunding? Like, why are you so interested in it? And also, I really want you to just explain what is crowdfunding? Yeah, um, let's just go into what it is first, mm-hmm. I guess. So crowdfunding um, it can best be seen as like a, the new age way of funding a business mm-hmm. um, where uh, the most common website is Kickstarter or Indiegogo. And when you get someone like us that has an idea that of a product that they want to launch, so be it like um, a piece of clothing or a new piece of technology, what you can do is you can actually create a marketing campaign on Kickstarter, which is like a 30 or 60 day campaign where you raise money to bring your product to life. Mm. And so the difference between like, say this and Amazon is where Amazon, you can go and buy current products. Um, Kickstarter, you are pre-ordering products Mm. and that's how people like us get our projects funded. So um, if I have a goal of raising $50,000 to manufacture this new padlock, for example, um, then I'm going to be pre-selling $50,000 or more worth of product to validate my idea and make sure that this is something people want. Mm -hmm. But also, it helps me get customers right out of the gate. So instead of, of like, the old 
um, adage, like build it and they will come. This is more build it a little bit, but then take the like take the validation you get from actual customers and using that money to create a beautiful product and delivering that within six to nine months. Yeah. It's so epic. It oh makes my so gosh. much sense. And yeah, it's kind of like, you're so right. It's like getting the customers like excited about it. They pre-order. It, yeah, it makes like a well, lot of sense. And it makes people feel like a part of the journey, doesn't it? Because like they're oh buying God. it before yeah. it's even manufactured completely. Mm. Yeah, like I've uh, I talked to other creators and one of the weird side effects of Kickstarter is you're creating this amazing community around your product too which will help you learn way more about it. Like there was this, um, I think Aftershocks is born conducting headphones and they had this idea for who they thought their customer was. But as soon as they launched on Indiegogo, they had people coming to them for like, hey, swimmers came to them and um, a lot of like the athletic community came to them and said, great, I can use this. And this is something that they never would have realized it resonated with that demographic, but by putting your idea out there, you can really learn so much about your product through the community and, and everything. So that's like a really nice byproduct of it. Yeah. So cool. That is amazing. And it's kind of like, I feel like when I look at it, it's like, yay, like I really want to support that thing and be on the journey. But it also like as the crowdfunder, like the campaign person who's doing the campaign, it was mm-hmm. like it kind of feels like not safer, but like kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because like crowdfunding has changed so much. Like it's only become mainstream in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. But before, back in say 2010, when it was just getting started, it was all about people just launching, saying, "I have this idea. Can you just give me your money, and then we'll play around with this mm-hmm. thing." And maybe make it work. Whereas now there's a lot of um, projects that mm. aren't getting delivered on time or mm. anything like that. So I find that the creators now have to be a lot further along with at least physical products. Yeah. Um, have like They need to have a prototype and proof that this works in order to get trust from the customers enough that they're going to pre-order. Um, so I think the it's changed a lot for, yes, it does reduce the risk, but it's definitely a lot more regulated and crowdfunders now need to be a lot more further along in product development than they need to be a few years back. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to have like an epic video. (laughs) Yeah. But not just that, like it's about a video that shows that this is something real. It has social proof of people really using this. Um, Because like, you know, you don't want to be backing a scam. So. So yeah. you really need to show this is like something that really works and it's a really cool solution. Um, and there, there are ways to do that, but you can't just like throw up a, like I have people coming to me sometimes that are like, yeah, I want to um, raise money to get my prototype together. It's like, you know, you kind of have to do that legwork before you launch yeah. to mm-hmm. show, show it. It's just the way the, the platform is moving. It totally makes sense as well because it's, it's like no one's going to actually want to give you their money if they don't, you don't even have an example of it, like for example, like if, if you're selling me a piece of jewelry, like I need to see it in a video before I say yes, I'm going to buy yeah. it. So it totally makes sense. But I think um, I guess in this day and age, like there's so many people wanting to start businesses, and it's just awesome to have like another way to fund because like that's kind of oh, like yeah. the block for so many people. Like where am I going to get the capital? Where am I going to get the money? 
Like, I don't have investor friends. I don't have a rich family. Like, so this is just another great way. So it's just awesome. Like, so many ideas are going to come to reality now. Yeah, I really like it. And, um, yeah, I guess I got into it, like, by mistake. Or not mistake. That sounds negative. I love it. Um, I mean, like, by by accident. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the worst thing I ever did. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, It's more like I was a... Uh, startup advisor like for about five or six years and I worked with a company across Canada for a bit and then I decided to like launch on my own to if I can get paid to advise for a franchise I think I can like you know work with other freelancers outside of that so I started building up my consulting practice but I wasn't really focused on what I wanted like I was the consultant that kind of did everything Mm -hmm. You know, if you wanted help setting up a website, I would do it. If you wanted to figure out an Amazon store or, like, Facebook ads, I'm like, yeah, I'll do everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I, I never really found what I was passionate about except yeah. I knew, like, I was, I'm an entrepreneur by heart and – or by blood, I guess. And uh, I just didn't really find my focus, but I knew I loved working with startups and helping them, like, grow businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was living in London at the time, decided to move back to Toronto where I currently am. And I got involved, uh, with one of my clients here who at the time was like, I have this great idea for a physical product. Mm -hmm. It's like a vest that helps you lose weight through tech. And I'm like, this sounds kind of crazy, but, um, (laughs) he's like, yeah, I really want to launch a Kickstarter campaign. I'm like, what's Kickstarter? This is like what a year and three months ago now. So like really new. And uh, so we decided to partner up on it because I knew the digital space a bit and he had this idea um, because what weight loss product wouldn't do well, right? Mm, yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. it's true. If it works. So, <laughs> if it works, yeah. So we ended up like launching on Indiegogo and mm. we crashed and burned that first time. Wow. Um, yeah, it was – we had a goal of $50,000. We only raised a third of that. Uh, It was really painful. Mm. Um, But we were at the point after that campaign where we didn't have enough money to manufacture product and we had no choice but to look for more funding. Unfortunately, angel investors see a failed campaign and they aren't too keen to give us cash. Mm -hmm. So we had no choice but to go back and relaunch a second campaign and hope that it would work out. And uh, so we looked at everything we did wrong. We, you know, we uh, didn't position the page properly. We didn't do any research on who our proper demographic was. It actually like looked because what we were trying to portray it as was a uh, a lifestyle alternative to help you lose weight through the vest and eating healthy and like a full system. Mm-hmm. But it actually ended up alienating that whole thing. And it mm. came off like, all you have to do is sit on the couch and wear a vest. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, so like we had to change the wording. Um, we didn't have an audience when we launched and all this other stuff. So we we changed pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, that second campaign, we when we relaunched it, we did six hundred thousand dollars with what? it. What? Yeah. Far out. So, <laughs> it's that's like amazing. that's amazing. Yeah, it was like it was really weird. Like I know that happens. Um, a lot of creators don't want to talk about their failures, but like you'd you'd be surprised how much you learn from screwing up. Yeah. And then seeing like, okay, well, what what works the second time? And, like, I thought that was maybe a fluke. So, at this point, I still didn't want to commit to crowdfunding. Yeah. 
But when people find out like what you were a part of, they want you to give them tips for their launch. And so I ended up working with a couple other um, clients where I was doing like managing their campaigns and advising it. And uh, our next one we did over 250,000. And then I worked with Pavlock recently to launch their shot clock that did over 300,000. And then like I've I've helped other projects on the side too. But you know what? I really just fell into it. And what I love so much about it is crowdfunding is not just a way to make money. It's a way to launch a business. And I love being a part of that. Yeah. So So cool. It's bloody exciting. Really is. Yeah. What what was going through your head when like the first, that first best campaign, the second one, when you redid it and like you saw all the numbers coming through, Mm -hmm. like what, why, like what did you think? And, can you like pinpoint like maybe like the things that you think were the reason why it was so successful? Yeah, I think like that first time um, we launched to only our network, we hadn't done like we actually hired um, a company who promised to do like all our PR and social and build an email list and he just didn't do any of that. Oh, so wow. we launched with nothing. Wow. Um, that second time around, we did a few things quite differently. We actually decided to talk to our customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we rewrote the campaign page, we would send it out to people who we thought would buy our product mm-hmm. and got them to tear apart the page to make sure the messaging was clear mm-hmm. and that it would entice them to buy it. Yeah. So that was like one huge thing we did. So um, I basically force my clients to create customer avatars now which is just like make an assumption of who you think your customer is and what their hopes and dreams are and Mm -hmm. why they would use your product because that really helps you get into the head of the customer and speak to them with Mm -hmm. the videos or the copy that you have in your campaign page or your emails or whatever um so make that assumption but then uh, obviously test it but that's a different conversation um, and like also what we did was we launched with a lower goal. Um, ah. that's like, so bit of a disclaimer, um, don't intentionally set your goal low, um, if you can't deliver it. But a lot of the campaigns that, uh, so here, here's why a low goal works. Um, have you guys ever heard of the popularity algorithm? No. Okay. So it's. When you are on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or when you're launching anything on a marketplace, um, these platforms take a commission off of any campaign that goes on there. So Kickstarter, Indiegogo take 5% and then um, there's like 3% credit card processing fees. Mm -hmm. So they only make money when you're doing well. And so the popularity algorithm, it will boost the popularity of certain campaigns that are doing really well. So... If you go to Kickstarter's like the um, the trending section yeah. or the discover section or anything on the front page, these are campaigns that are moving fairly quickly and they have a lot of backers and they've raised a lot of money usually. Um, so what will happen when you first launch, it, it's an algorithm that will say, okay, if, if I'm – if this campaign is – has a lot of traffic coming to it, so a lot of eyeballs on the page. If it's getting a lot of backers or a lot of transactions and a lot of comments, then this must be a popular campaign and it must be making money, so we have to boost that. Yeah. And if they boost it 
it means that your campaign all of a sudden goes from something that nobody can find unless if it's your friend that sent it to you to all of a sudden you're getting a bunch of random crowdfunding traffic of people just looking at Kickstarter. Yeah. So cool. So you start to get a lot more eyeballs on it, which means more transactions, and that's how it creates the snowball effect. Yeah, it's with, so cool. It. Because we, like, were just browsing through, like, Kickstarter. Mm. And we have Possible here in Australia as well. And, yeah. And Indiegogo, and we're, like, just going through all the products. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. It's, I was just, like, kind of mind-blown at how much money people are raising, too, like, in the oh, millions, no. like, for just one product. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see what is happening, yeah. but they don't like they didn't just launch and then the crowdfunding community is like, "Oh, this is awesome." Yeah. You know, they needed uh, in those first few days of the campaign, I bet you any money, they drove a lot of that traffic themselves mm, through yeah. the audience that they built up. Yeah. yeah. And so like going back to our low goal, um it's kind of like ga- gamifying the system. Mm. But we lowered our goal to 15,000 because we only really needed 15,000 extra to deliver. So we weren't um, shooting ourselves in the foot by having a low number and not being able to deliver. So we set it low and then we hit that goal within the first 20 hours of launching, which set off a chain reaction. And we ended up like uh, eight days into our campaign because we were one of the top on the site, we um, hit newsletter at that point. Wow. So Indiegogo like sent us sent Thin Ice out to their newsletter, um, like thousands of subscribers, and that one day we raised one hundred and fifty five thousand. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's so cool! And like that's kind of the wave that you want to jump on. Um, but the reason I bring up the the low goal is because there are two numbers that founders like they are what they absolutely need to get their product to market and then it's what they want to create so if you ever see a campaign that failed it's probably um one of the reasons you look at their goal and it might be like one hundred and fifty thousand for like snack bars Mm. and they didn't need one hundred and fifty thousand they could have gotten away with fifteen twenty thousand for that first one so look at how much you absolutely need to raise and set your goal at that because you're just going to make it a lot harder for yourself to Mm. um to hit that goal early on and then start to rank on the site because of how that works. Yeah. Really good That's advice. That's really good advice. Mm, yeah. So exciting. interesting and exciting. So, Kirsten, do you think you're going to be working on crowdfunding stuff for a while now? Like, you just kind of love it? Yeah, I definitely think I am. Like, I still – I think crowdfunding is here to stay. I don't know what um, – like – what it's going to look like in six months to a year. Mm. But um, like my business has completely changed once I went straight, once I've focused on crowdfunding. So I think definitely I'm going to be sticking with this for a year or two mm. um, to see where it goes. And I might branch out in a bit, but uh, like I've, I love product launches. So yeah. I'm definitely going to be sticking to this for a while. Oh, that's so, so cool. cool. Especially like the fact that you love product launches. Like for us, I know. we love launching, but like sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, like we just want to like create, like we don't, like maybe someone else can do the launch for us and help us do that. So it's so needed and required like in this industry. So it's really, really exciting. When you look back on your journey, like is there 
a point that was like really challenging for you like I'm not even just talking like this crowdfunding journey like even prior to that like when you were helping startups and things like that was there one challenge that you were just like was so hard and like but you've learned so much from it yeah and this is like this lesson goes for crowdfunding as well Mm -hmm. uh you know like back when I said that I was a consultant like trying to do everything Mm -hmm. for everyone um my business was just getting by Mm -hmm. and because I didn't focus, I didn't niche anywhere. Um, as soon as I focused on crowdfunding, I became the girl that did Kickstarter launches. Mm, yeah. And my business has 10x in the last six months. Wow. Because like you're, you're speaking to that one demographic and where I was like so petrified that if I just limited what customer types I was going to work with yeah. instead of trying to do everything that I thought I would – lose all my customers and like not find any new ones because you're limiting the scope of of who you can take on Mm. but actually like that's where you became where you become uh hyper focused on one niche or serving Mm. one kind of demographic is the way to go wow so cool very inspiring yeah What about like influences for you? Like, is there anyone that you look to for inspiration every day or is there a book that you've read that has been like kind of instrumental in in your journey? Yeah, I mean, it's cliche, but um, (laughs) the four-hour work week started this whole thing was one. um, But there's one now I think that's come highly recommended that I've just cracked open. It's called The Pumpkin Plan. Oh, I never heard of it. It's a. It's basically how not to fail within the first five years of your business. Wow! And how to really like build a business that scales and is what you want it to be. Um, it's really cool. It's kind of like E Myth, but oh, yeah. Um, so it's it's really cool just in like what to look out for and how not to burn out cool. as an entrepreneur. Oh, so that's, that's good. Good. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, so that's been really amazing. Um, in terms of influencers, like I love Nathan Chan, <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> nice. Yay. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, so like there's him and then um, Tim Ferriss, and I think, oh, man, there's so many. But and like I really look up to Jordan Harbinger as well. Yeah. Um, Art of Charm. So I think those are the main ones. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, but yeah, so many cool people doing crazy, amazing stuff and. I mean, that's the best bit. And that's like why crowdfunding is so cool. It's like everything is so accessible. Like we can actually dream it and do it. Like that's, it's the best time to be alive, right? And to be having like working on a business. I love it. Um, Yeah, I'm just so excited for things to come. Like I just love being a part of like just hearing about the next cool project that people are doing and like being behind the scenes. I think it's just incredible. Do you think you know? you'd ever want to launch a product or you're just like you love the whole launch process? I'm I'm kind of scared of of launching my own product. Yeah. It's like not like I know it'll do well, but I, my strength is in working in others' businesses. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know what it is, but I feel like uh doing my own business is a struggle and I actually have like I've hired people to help me do things within my own business mm. because like I find messaging for myself difficult, but it's so easy for someone else. So I think if I were to launch a project, I would a hundred percent hire someone to help leverage me just so I make sure that I actually do it. (laughs) 
That's so, so interesting. Good. And it's so cool that like you know that. Like you're aware. You're like, I love working on other people's businesses. That's my strength. And you're just doing that. And that's why you've had you've seen this amazing success. Yeah, it's just so funny because like I spend my time if I wake up I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go work on Pavlock today or these other clients. I'm like, hey, what about the lead magnet you wanted to write? It's like, oh yeah. The thing. <laughs> but I, like, Yeah, it's it's funny because like my last lead magnet, um, I made it because like Nathan, um, he's like, I, you know, I was looking on your website and I could not find a checklist and I really just want to know like what kind of timelines I need to work with for my launch. And I'm like, I'm going to make a checklist. So I had the accountability of telling Nathan Chan I was going to make him a checklist and that became my lead magnet. But like if I didn't have that, it's just like clawing my eyes out trying to get me to do stuff for my own business yeah so wow well yay nathan we'll have to think of some yay. things that we need yeah <laughs> i know give like, me to do it kirsten we need this lead magnet <laughs> that's so yeah. awesome if there was someone listening and they were thinking man like i really think like crowdfunding is the way to go for me what would be your one piece of advice to make sure that they do it during the entire launch during the entire process do not okay there are two can i say two yeah okay first one is do not launch without an audience and by audience i mean email list mm-hmm. not social media you really need to have that because if you launch without an audience you are going to crash and burn because mm-hmm. you need people you know to help support your project mm-hmm. as soon as you launch and hit your goal as quickly as possible so that you can start to take advantage of the crowdfunding community and other backers uh, quickly, so. just like ask a question about that. So, like, when you're saying you're creating your email list, so is it like you're creating a landing page about the product, about the fact that we're going to be crowdfunding this soon, and then people sign up to that to get notified? Hundred percent. Okay. And there's going to be an offer on the landing page. Like one that works really well is saying, like, hey, if you sign up to be a part of our wait list, you could be one of the few people that gets behind the scenes access mm. or special discounts on launch day. Mm. So you, you bait them a little bit. Um, or you can say, get exclusive access to our Facebook community where you can get like one-on-ones with the founder or oh, that's cool. yeah, like exclusive perks or whatever to why they need to be on that list yeah. and whatever. So love it. Wow. Cool. Really good advice. And number two? Uh, oh, God. Number two. Oh, uh, wait. Okay. Number one, if I could go back and do two things. Yeah. I think um, just it's have a bit of a budget when you're launching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the average campaign you could do for five to 10,000. Um, but that's like where that spend is going is in Facebook advertising that's going into creating a professional looking video. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely want to have some money for paid ads and yeah. to potentially leverage yourself if you need help pitching or uh, a virtual assistant or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, you need to put a bit of money into it to spend money. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Makes so much sense. Okay, such good advice. Oh my gosh, I'm like super inspired to learn more about crowdfunding. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. We can do this. Okay, Kirsten, we have one more question for you. But before we get to that, we would love you to share where is the best place everyone can find information about you and what you do? 
Yeah. So if you are looking or flirting with the idea of crowdfunding, you could go to crowdfundinguncut.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple things there. I have a podcast. Uh, we've had some amazing people on there, so you can access that. And we also have the um, crowdfunding physical product launch checklist that's okay. available for download on that. Um, that I made, ex- you know, for Nathan, but it's now for you guys. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so awesome. that's all. Everyone go and check that out and we'll have that link in our show notes too. And Kirsten, the last question is, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Right now is show up. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's that's a good good one. one. So important. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I think we forget that a lot. You do. You do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So good love it we have had so much fun chatting with you kirsten and thank you so much for sharing all your amazing knowledge like this conversation has just had me and emma like nodding at each other the whole time like we just want wanted you to talk the whole time and you delivered on that it was epic amazing happy your service (laughs) thanks Thanks, so much thank you Thank you again to Kirsten for coming on the show and sharing all of your amazing crowdfunding knowledge. We're super excited because we're totally going to crowdfund a project. So watch this face. If you loved this episode as much as we did, be sure to leave a five-star rating on iTunes because it really helps us to rate better and rank higher. And that means that more people find Mary Biz and more people get inspired and more people create stuff. And that is so exciting. Have the best day in the whole entire world. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.